Welcome to Both Down, Episode 9, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. That likes its fluff rough. Got that from Gouged Eye, one of our fans. I am Scott Prime, and with me, as always, is my co-host, fellow ginger brother, fellow Blood Bowl player, and uh, champion of the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League, Kilowagi. Kilowagi Steve. Yep, that name's going to stick, so I might as well just accept it and move on. Should we just... I like it. Throw that at the end of your name, Steve Kilowog? Kilowoggy. You like Kilowoggy? Kilowoggy's funner. Oh, God. Funner? Wow. We got I've that turned recorded. into you. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> it's the more funner option. The English by Scott. Uh, so what's going on? Uh, we're just here to record. I just got back from my little kid's birthday party where I was the entertainment. I was the guy stuck in the pool. You so all the other clown? parents could know, even though I do have red hair and... Well, naturally dresses clowns. Exactly. Orange hair, big red noses. No, I was the guy that get, gets in the pool to hold my daughter. And then everybody, every other parent goes, well, you don't have to get in the pool because there's already an adult in the pool. Well, Scott's got the kids. He'll be fine. Yeah, He's like, great with kids. Yeah, so I'm holding my daughter who can't swim. And then there's like other kids that can't swim. So. What were the ranges? Uh, from two all the way up to about nine. <laughs> and there was 12 of them. Jesus. I think 12, maybe more. Now, how many survived? They all came out okay. Well, see, you did your job. I guess so. That's all that matters with kids. You just have to make sure they don't die. <laughs> well, so beyond that, how you been doing? Doing pretty good. Anything uh, outside the Blood Bowl world that you uh, want to brag about, speak about? Me? No. <laughs> Come on. What? Nothing? I, No. You were just showing me some cool things. I bought it. Oh, okay, I got a new comic. I got Batman 38. Batman 38. From 1946. I decided to splurge and buy myself a Golden Age comic finally. My only true superhero Golden Age one. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. And that's why it's bigger because it's Golden Age, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they were bigger back then. So you can learn about comics and you can learn about uh, babysitting with Scott all on both down. Yeah. So this episode, we're not going to have any Blood Bowl-related content. No, we're we're just going to be talking about kids, comics... And food that you don't want to buy from the local 7-Eleven gas station. Ooh, that could be a whole episode by itself. Dude, somebody out there is excited about our <laughs> subject matter right now. I don't know. We did have a food podcast last time we went to Chicago. <laughs> we did, and we will <laughs> and we probably pizza. again. Yeah, we have to do it again. Yep. But really, this episode, we're going to be having three segments as usual. Our first one's going to be a special segment with house rules made up by other people. That's right. Uh, we've had plenty of uh, listeners send us some feedback, and every now and then they include some of their own special rules for their leagues and stuff, and we really appreciate it, so yeah. we thought we'd kind of showcase it. Yeah, they're really cool, and if we didn't pick yours, we don't like you. That's what that means. Exactly, so let's start some internet drama. So we don't have a forum, do. so you can go to any of the other various Blood Bowl forums, <laughs> and we can all start crap and talk about each other's moms and... But really, we tried to pick a couple that were interesting and unique, but also were easy enough to implement in your own league if you decided to. Right. And just because we picked these doesn't mean we both agree that they're the greatest things either. Yeah. But But, they uh, are. But we will talk about them. And then, as I've promised for the last couple episodes, (laughs) we finally get to discuss strange shit from Blood Bowl history. Yes, this should be an interesting segment, especially since I'm kind of going into it unknown. Well, you, you, what? you told me not to look up anything. Well, you know, 
Scott's the big king of fluff, and he knows second edition, so he should know all about it. We'll find Pete, out. You know what? You, you labeled me that way. Oh, I love And just because I played those games back then and I still have those books doesn't mean I'm the king of anything. Oh, no. Because you know what's going to happen? We're going to get to Chaos Cup and there's going to be somebody that's going to come up to me and go. <laughs> well, you remember in page 43 of yeah. the handbook? You, you said you said this. You said itchy feet means he had to roll a dice and he couldn't <laughs> play the game. And what that really meant was is itchy feet meant every other game or after if he had itchy feet, he wouldn't stay on the roster. And they're going to correct me like that because I said something about itchy feet yeah. last episode. Yeah. That's my plan. Steve's smiling because we, we were testing be- the levels before we started this. And he said, now, nah, get loud. And I said, I never get loud. And he said, yes, you do. And I said, well, I don't feel like it tonight. And so he's like, you'll get loud. That's part of the show. And I've already got loud in the first segment. So See, as I said, part breaking, of the show. Breaking the fourth wall. Oh, wow. And then finally, second part of our three-part series, I guess, our tournament talk where I break down my team that I'm taking to the Chaos Cup. Don't, don't tell them the name. They already heard it last episode. Oh, that's right. Never mind. But anyways. If, it, if, not, if it's their first time listening. Okay, fine. They'll listen to the third segment and hear what team, what race, and what they're called. That's right. You better have some good fluff. Oh, I, I don't have hardly any fluff. <laughs> really? So now people are just going to skip over that. But I have interesting thoughts behind how to create it, and and I guess that's fluff. <laughs> I have my own take on fluff. Yeah, you're a fluffer. Okay, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> you already have. All right, well, we're going to end this, and then we're going to come back with our house rules. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Greetings, young ones. I am Blood Bowl legend, Deep Root, Strong Branch. You are listening to Both Down. Now, now, it is time for House Rules. Welcome back for House Rules. Uh, today we are going to go over some house rules, like we said in our opening segment, of custom home brew rules that you guys have sent to us. And uh, what do we got off first, Steve? Well, first off, we're going to start with one that was sent in by Paul from Queensland, Australia. That's like way on the other side of the world, right? Just about, yeah. They're, they're um, an island, right? They're in a continent. I Which know. is an island. I know, but I bet you if you ask most people, they would just say they're an island and not a continent. Let's not make like every American stupid. Uh, but yes, anyways, Paul, uh, he and his fellow Queensland Northern Knights Blood Bowl League down there, uh, they actually sent us an email and told us how we've influenced them and made them better. I am uh, proud to say that, you know, if this, for any reason, this podcast stopped after this episode or we get tired of it one day, that it is nice to hear some feedback that says, like, yeah, we didn't think about this. We put a little bit more effort in our teams, and it's improved our leagues. I yeah. think that's great. And yeah, no matter was, what your names are and what if I approve or not, it doesn't matter. You're thinking about it, and that's great. Exactly. Uh, he was talking about how Dave down there went so far as to change his team name. 
He was originally called Guts and Glamazons, but after listening to the podcast and probably hearing us give people crap for that, stuff like that, which isn't a bad name, it's just not how we prefer it, um, he went out, researched the fluff, found a place where the Amazons could have gone from, uh, come, came from, not gone or from. Gone from? Yeah, came from. You're, uh, you're a, every segment now, you've had some little Scott well, English in there. there's a lot of G's here, so I keep trying to interject G's. That's all right. Uh, he changed it from Guts and Glamazons to Gained Vale Glamazons. Are you pronouncing that right? I don't know. It's G-A-E-N. Yeah, G-A-E-N. How would you say it? Dude, I would... Guyan? I would say Guyan, but that's probably because I would bastardize the name. I think That might actually be right, because that is sort of earthy like Gaia. Mm-hmm. Eh. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's uh, but he found like a location or area. Yeah, and he made his glamazons from there. I think that's pretty cool. It's very cool. Uh, as to the special rule, and I really like this. Is each team nominates a captain because every team has a team captain. They go a step further and actually say who the captain is, and then add a little fun to it. Let me ask you something. Sure. I don't know why, but I've always associated, like, number one yeah. as the team captain. Same here. Okay, so you do the same thing. Yeah, I've heard some people like to give their player 16 team captain, but I think it's just because, naturally, it's the first one. You assume it to be the best. Right. And I, and I always put my big guys at 16, unless I, I have multiple big guys. I do that too, unless I, I figure like somebody like on my um, like the Hellpit Scorpions, yeah. my underworld team. I figure that they don't really want to fight with the troll, so the troll himself they find they say fine, yeah, you're the captain, buddy. <laughs> you're the captain. You're number one, and really secretly, you know, number yeah. three or whoever is the captain. But yeah, you know, they don't want to fight with the troll, so that'd be cool. I built some fluff around that, but I don't know why I've always assumed that, and I don't. I think maybe it just comes from playing... From everything. From, I mean, races, the first person to come in, or... You always want to be number one, so therefore one I, is I best. I think from second edition, Griff was number one, and I think, like, Ver Gultur was number one, and I think that's maybe where I got it from. I don't know, but hmm. I've always just assumed number one was it, and which kind of... Could be. Bugs me because after like we have a player that grows into a great player, yeah, and I always go, well, he's not the team captain though. Number one is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Actually, we should bring that up when I get done explaining this. So, what do you guys do out there? Do you always assume number one is your team captain? Let us know. All right, back to this rule. I'm sorry. That's okay. Remind me to get back to the number one position later on. We got to find a little story about that. Anyways, they pick a captain, write it on the roster. And he must start each game on the field, and he gains the leader skill for free. Automatic leader. So then, if a captain is killed outright, the player who caused it gets the fan favorite skill. Of course, as you can imagine, this causes a lot of people trying to kill captains. That would make me want to just throw a lineman into that position instead of, well, I don't know. I guess I don't. You want, you want him to stay around. It's a free reroll. Okay, so if he dies, he's gone, right? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, if the team captain dies, they are not allowed to have a new captain. Ever? Ever. So not like even was, two seasons from now, somebody doesn't graduate right. up to that? So like he was saying, it's in the league, it's ca- caused a lot of fouls and unnecessary blocks and lightning bolts on the leaders. But it adds to a lot of fun. Going back to the number one position, our buddy Sarge plays a team called the Green Bay Packers. 
and a whole name. <laughs> You're going to bring this up. I have to bring it up. <sighs> okay, so. This is a sore spot for our Sarge here. Yeah, it is. Was it season one or season two? It was just season one because he was already sold on this guy about only four games in. He was playing pro elves or regular elves, whatever you want to call them. Pro elves, yeah. And his whole team is named after gay celebrities because they're elves. Why wouldn't they be? So his thrower was named Lance Bass or Lance Boss or yeah, he spelled, spelled it kind it. of different. But if you said it fast, it was Lance Bass. So, I was playing him with my Ganunga Gap Giants, my Chaos team, and I was losing, as you would against elves playing Chaos. As a spectator, can I tell the story? Oh, yeah, go ahead. So, Steve is getting beat, and then he just surrounds Lance Bass. Completely. Completely surrounds him, except and for I, one space, and he goes, Scott, hey, Scott, watch this! He wasn't, Scott wasn't really paying attention, so... This is the first time that I'd seen a player completely surrounded for a, a kick. I'm like, this is cool. Watch. Hey, Scott, watch this. Breaks the armor. Seriously injured. Dead. Apothecary. Dead. Yeah. Sarge was not very happy. Oh, he almost could have cried. I, dude, he was that was like his favorite player so early on in Blood Bowl, yes. And his season, well, they were doing great up until that point because that guy was amazing. Yeah. He had good skills, everything. Well, he had a bunch of completions. Oh, tons of completions. just the first couple I, games. I think it might have been game five, and he still had the completion By the lead end the at the end. Yeah, he still had the season lead of completions. But I didn't, I didn't mean to kill him i just meant to throw a block but as this pertains <laughs> to foul. well yeah as this pertains to this house rule that was his team captain so he would have lost leader and but he never that was player number one he still to this day has never had another player number one no he says they retired that jersey they retired the jersey so his roster goes from two to 17 instead of uh one to sixteen, like a normal roster. Really, just two to sixteen. Well, he's never had to, but yeah, right. We would allow if need be, right? But it's it's really funny. So, you know, I I like the idea behind this. A I think lot. it's really cool. Being my personality, you know, I'm not one to just uh, sit and just take it from somebody. So, of course, I would try to put my own spin on it. I would like to see another guy emerge as the team leader. If if you told me, hey, I brought this rule to the table, what do you think? I would yeah. say, I like this a lot to start with. And if anybody ever made the, um, what is it, 76, maybe where he's uh, you know oh. gets to that star player point. Okay. Maybe yeah. that guy then also gets the leader skill. Oh, and he okay. be- emerges as the new leader if the number one guy was dead. So you still would penalize the team for at least a while. Right. And then that guy gets that target on him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I can't – and I only think of this as – it just depends the leagues you're playing. Maybe you make up a new team every league in the season that they're talking about. Right. But, like, in our leagues, we've had uh, – like, Alan, he's had his vampire team now for either five, four or five seasons. If he would lo- lose, lost his team captain, I would like at least some way, even if it was two seasons down the line, for this, all these guys to look up to this guy and say, yeah. you're, you're our leader. And he has that – 
you know that um, bullseye now on his back. That is that's very the true. only way I would tweak it. These guys don't have to tweak anything. I do think it's a great unique idea though because I love the idea of you know there's a guy number one who's the team yeah. captain. And it automatically adds just a little bit more flavor to the whole thing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And he even wanted to step, step further that okay. uh, each captain must give a quote after the match. And ah, to help the like league fluff? Yeah. He gets the quotes, collects them, and then he uses them in a newsletter that's entitled Nuffles Northern Noose. N-O-O-S, mm-hmm. as in news. Um, it's written by a goblin commentator called Madi Degabo. Okay. And each week he releases a new issue, and his coaches equally await them. This is a great idea. This might be something we apply to our league. And I'm not saying maybe give the guy a leader skill, but assign oh, a team captain a... and say after every game you have to give us a quote. Oh, that'd be good. At least half of our guys, if not more, like to read quotes and stuff. We And we have some people who have gotten kind of lazy and not been doing that. Right, but I know they think about that stuff, so this yeah. might be a good incentive. Or just you know what, you heard it now, I think we will implement that. Not that I have any control over implementing it. But but it might be in our league rules. Could be. So, um, just real quick, um, I know I'm not supposed to be have my nose into the Star Player book. Yeah. But I've just opened it up to look at these old rosters in the back here. Yeah. And I'm going to name off the number one position. Ram Tut, the third, for the Champions of Death. Grimwald Grimbreath for the Dwarf Giants, Hubris Rickarth for the Dark Side Cowboys, Valen Swift for the Elfheim Eagles, your buddy Morkin Thorg from the Chaos All Stars, <laughs> Griff Oberwald for uh, Reeklin, and then um, for the Gouge Die, Vargulch, Vargulchur, however oh, you okay. pronounce it. So I guess that's probably why I've always had it in my mind that number one is because their best player. If you read the fluff in this book, it talks about the team captain Grimwald Grimbreath. Oh, okay. Team Captain Griff Oberwald. That does make sense. So I guess that's where I've always pulled it from and stuff. But anyways, right. I, I had to kind of look that up just because it was really on my mind. It was mind. bugging you? Well, the, the Mort thing was actually bugging me. I couldn't remember if it was him or uh, Luke uh, Duke Luther Von Hockfire. So <laughs> okay. I had to kind of prove myself. So anyways. Um, All right. So that's, that's pretty cool. And I'm yeah. glad that they have a newsletter. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And actually, uh, I've read it, and I think we'll probably provide the link on our website. Yes, sure. And I'll, other people uh, can go check it out. To do that myself. Uh, also, they went to Eucalyptus Bowl down there. And Wait a second. Didn't we – were we somehow involved? Not really involved, but we did send some pens to them. So we were involved. Yeah. We have created some pens to hand out at tournaments. So we're gonna, On a continent that's like really far away. A little far away. Yeah. So if they're on the other side of the world, would you say we're worldwide? Absolutely. Both down worldwide. They love the pens so much that uh, he. Well, I wasn't supposed to tell anyone, but he had to get another pen because he wouldn't let his his daughter have his. That's pretty awesome. So now his daughter's using it. Well, that's why I have two pairs of pink <laughs> block dice because my daughter wants some, and I don't want her to use mine. <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't blame you. But yeah, if you come to Chaos Cup this year, you'll be getting a free pen from both down. I'm glad you guys like the pins. Uh, thanks, Steve. He found us a great deal on those and shipped them out and everything. Yeah, thank and you. And if there's any other tournaments that want pins, we probably can't do it for every tournament, but send us an email and we'll see what happens. We do have pins for a while, at least. For a little while. Yep. So wait, long. what else do you got? Is this it? Nope. We got one more to go over. And 
This was sent in by Gao Dai, the guy who gave us the opening. The team? No, not the team. The guy. The guy. The guy. Okay. His name's Gao Dai. That's what he goes by. I emailed him for his real name, but I never got a reply. What? I just, I've seen that email. He never replied back. Ne- never got a reply back? Maybe his real name is Gouge Dye, and he's offended by you, Steve. What if his parents called him that? Gouge Dye? Yes. That'd be so awesome. Not if he had a real Gouge Dye. Oh, maybe not. What if he had that name, did not have a Gouge Dye, and did not play Blood Bowl? What if his real name's like Googe? <laughs> Googity? <laughs> no, it's Googe, and then his last name's Died. Okay, this is stupid. <laughs> Um, anyways, Couch Die sent in uh, something that he does for his league. Well, I think it's something they used to do. Okay. That he was enjoying. And it's a simple, a nice little fluff. Um, it's a racial kickoff chart. So it's like, none of you, you people can be here. But that would be a racist kickoff chart. Oh. This is racial. You people had to sit on the other side of the rim. Is that what you're talking about? Fancy racism. You back. orcs can't pee in here. Go to the <laughs> orc bathroom. What it was, basically, was kind of a way for them to expand upon home and field advantage. Ah. So you have your regular kickoff. I like where we're going. He says that uh, it's the same kickoff table that he used in third edition, which is what they were using at the time. Okay. And you do your regular kickoff. But if you rolled a seven, instead of, I'm assuming it was changed weather at the time. I'm pretty sure it was, still. Um, instead of changing weather, you would then go to the racial kickoff chart. Did you change the weather as well? I don't know. He didn't say. Okay, he didn't say. You roll seven, and if the home field belongs to dwarves, then you go to the dwarf kickoff chart, roll your die, and see what happens. Okay, so it wasn't just this particular dwarf team. It was for the race of dwarves. I think so. It was just based off race. Now that you ask, I don't know. I'm thinking I'm probably thinking too but, um, much into it. No, I think you're probably right, because it is kind of how it reads off. It sounds um, like it, no matter what, it's just elves. doesn't matter what elves you right. are. Dwarves. And that might be a way to even it out instead of having everybody make their own. their own. You just one. vote and make sure it's approved in okay. case you want to do it on your own. Did he give an example? Uh, he said he couldn't remember all of them, but okay. he did like them. Uh, one example, like off of a dwarf kickoff table, was that... The dwarves, they were out partying the night before. So one player randomly decided on the other team was kind of lubricated by the dwarves the night previously. The dwarves would have gone out, found him, said, Hey man, uh, why don't you come out drinking with us? So they go get him drunk. And as such, he gets a hangover. Now what is that? Why did you use the term lubricate him? You know, lubricate people. No, you know what? I didn't read this paragraph in our notes. And as soon as you said lubricate him, I thought we were talking about dwarf rape. You know, some of the players uh, just like called him back and did a Kobe Bryant in, in Colorado. Hey. Hey, I just I thought I'd need some of you. I was trying to think of ways to say <laughs> to indicate get him rape. Drunk. Okay, well, then. I wanted an intoxicate. Active. That doesn't sound right, though. Um, okay, Share yeah. some spirits. Okay, I made a wrong choice. Lubricate? That's what people call it. If somebody says, why don't you come over tonight, let's get lubricated, <laughs> I, I'm probably going to oh, turn no, them down. That's not how you would use it, but... Hey, yeah, why don't you come over and let's lubricate? Uh, it's okay. I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> that's a good point. You're, you're not down for that? No, no, it sounds like a bunch of guys are going to be there. Well, fine. You can't have any of my Zima. And then I'll go, <laughs> wait a second. 
You're going to get me drunk Zima. first, and then you're going to go, no. What do you mean? You said lubricate. A lot of times people say that alcohol is a social lubricant. Social lubrication. How do you? I don't hang out with your kind. People have never heard of this before. Is it just me? This might be a term you use no. in your private life that I don't know about. Oh uh, God, you're killing me. You're about to make me cough everywhere. <laughs> but anyways, yes, kickoff based on one race. Um, so you get to the so guy who was drunk, so he couldn't join the match until the second drive. He wasn't fondled. He was just drunk. It was just he, he had went a out hangover. with the dwarves and drank. He either, if you want to change it to he was raped. Hey, Valen Swift, why don't you come over here and have a few drinks with us? We're just playing a good <laughs> game of sport. That sounds a lot different than, hey, Valen, I see you don't have any friends with you. I think me and my buddies are going to rape you tonight. <laughs> oh, we're going so down the, the toilet. Yeah, this is going out of hand. We're ruining Gouge Dye's kickoff chart. We sure are. Segment. But anyways, that's the house rule. A kickoff table. It doesn't change things too much, and it's fair for everybody because it goes across all the different races the same. So if it was elves, it might they might have tricked some guy into – they slipped him a potion or something. Yeah. They can miss the game instead yeah. of him being too intoxicated. Something like that, or they decided they needed a special potion to make them go faster, or they get a – Right. You know, just different Every chart's the same. The fluff was built to have the excuses. Right, exactly. Uh, it is Very a great true. idea. And if somebody has something out there similar to this, or if Gouge and I, if you can call up your old chart somehow, or if get a hold of an old buddy that knows those, mm-hmm. send them to us. I'm kind of curious and, you know, yeah. how they seem. I think it'd be fun. I, I do like the idea of finding something that gives a home team a slight advantage. I totally agree with that. Maybe not even an advantage, just because, like, the kickoff table, how it is now, it's even for both sides. You know, you've got the good results for a kickoff team and the bad results for the kickoff team well and that's i mean that's really because of the way the game is we're trying to throw american football mm-hmm. or um you know worldwide football soccer type at uh, elements to it or rugby because in the old world it's it's i own the stadium yeah and i have uh, the reavers come play the gouge die yeah and i see that the reavers are a less of a team than they have in the past so i give them some inducement money so i can sell out the stadium and make more money right it's not that the reavers own the stadium necessarily it was like that in second edition but from this point on it they kind of even if they've mentioned it in the fluff they've made it feel like the teams don't own their own stadium well, that makes sense but I guess in the same sentence, I'm going to contradict myself in saying (laughs) that those stadiums are located in those lands and stuff. So there would be more home field advantage. Yeah. So, so there, I just, and it doesn't have to even be like an advantage, just a a difference. Right. Well, I've always thought maybe like a random $50,000 card goes to the home team or something in the past, but I just can't, I've never been able yeah, to see that would be an advantage because you're not right. And that just never felt totally fair for me, even though in our league, you know, we have equal home games as we do away games. But yeah. It might feel unfair if you're playing a goblin team at home and then, you know, you go play a team that's really powerful yeah. and they get an additional, you know, card or something. But anyways, great ideas on both of these. I like them both. Um, yeah. Send in more house rules and we'll be happy to discuss them probably in a better context if you provide more details yeah more details you provide us the more we can explain and then uh don't don't ever say that dwarves get lubricated 
Yeah. Or plays get lubricated around Don't Steve. use lubricating around Scott. <laughs> Scott does not like lubrication. This is what I've heard. Now, see, this just proves one thing. Hmm. Other people care about the fluff. Other people care about the game. The ideas are out there. Yeah. You just got to send them in. Speaking of, uh-huh. this would be a good time to take an opportunity and shout out to one of our fans, Liam Hall, where he and a bunch of guys went to Crumble. Crumble! Crumble. Crumble! Over in England. And he got some guys together and put together a nice little ditty. Did they, like, drink alcohol and get lubricated? Uh, they probably did get lubricated. <laughs> but, Good job, Liam. <laughs> um, so let us go ahead and play this for you, and then we'll be right back. Go on, gang. I'm throwing gobbos, scrawny gobbos in the air. They fly so high, they reach the sky, and with a fud. They fall and die, Nuffles always hiding. I've looked everywhere. I'm forever throwing gobbos, scrawny gobbos in the air. So as you could tell, that was a chant that Liam sent in for his West Wah United. Wah United. Uh, that was done by him, and then... There's more people, right? Yeah, he sent some people in their NA- NAF names. Lunch Money, Tempest, our good buddy Beach, B-E-4-C-H, uh, Glowworm, and Hawk. Hey, I played Glowworm on Fumble. He's really cool. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Glowworm, especially by the Mills Brothers. <laughs> what? what is, I don't even know what that means. It's a song, Glowworm. Oh, well, I and sing- Mills Brothers is like a 1940s black singing group that I like. You're just going to say black? They are black. They're African American? No, they were black back then. Oh, okay. It's, uh, the only glowworm I know is the <laughs> little like toy that we used to have. Yeah. I never had one. My sister had one. I want to make that clear, but it was like a little <laughs> glow-in-the-dark bug thing that's head glued. Hence glued. Glowed. That glows. Glows. Makes sense. But anyways, but, yeah. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool on Fumble. That's uh, another example of stuff that people can send in, and we can play. Send us your chance. What? Isn't that a chant? Wouldn't that oh, be called chance. like a chant? Yes. I thought you said chance. <laughs> no. I thought you were telling 3 Die Block to send chance to us. Send chance to us. We so, will take him out and get him lubricated, <laughs> and then we'll just do whatever we want. Have it both down, throw down. Speaking of, we might be lubricating those guys at Chaos Cup. That's oh, for sure. Yeah. I know we're going to talk about it later, but yeah. got to talk a little bit of trash here since they're too scared to talk trash. You know, I haven't heard them talk trash at all on their show. Maybe they're too uppity for us. Okay, reel it in, buddy. <laughs> all right. We'll get into that later. All right. Well, fine. But I, yeah. I had something else to say, but I can't even think of it. <laughs> so that's uh, our house rule segment and a little extra fun fluff. And as I said, if you have any. F- Stuff like that you want to send us, both down podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, send it. We love it. We love reading it. We love feedback letters. Send it. And we'll be back with my next favorite segment, Strange Shit from Blood Bowl. Okay, so what's this guy's name? Ashy? Okay. Okay. Um, Ashy, bumper, take one. Cut, cut, cut.
Look, we need to actually be able to understand you, okay? Let's try this again. Take two. Ashy, go. What the hell? Just say, both down, Stephen Scott. No, both down. Both. Down. Okay, forget it. Alright, welcome back. We're here with Strange Shit and Blood Bowl. Sort of. Actually, what this is going to be is Behind the Fluff. You know why? Then why are we calling this Strange Shit and Blood Bowl? Well, it's both. Or from Blood Bowl. Because I'm going to dub it Behind the Fluff, because I'm going to be quizzing you. <laughs> so that is why I couldn't look, you were, didn't want me to look in my books. Yep. Even though I looked at the rosters. So I hope it's about rosters. It's not, actually. We'd mentioned, I doubt it either, because it's strange. The last couple of shows, we've mentioned weird things, like the Chaos Seesaw, <laughs> Alan? Itchy Feet, Alan. <laughs> Alan, I think, has embraced his nickname <laughs> of the, the Chaos Seesaw. But what I want to do is go ahead and test your second edition knowledge and see how well you can do on the mutation table. Okay, you guys have my word. I have not. Well, I did open the book in the last segment, but that was to look at the rosters. So I have not just browsed through the books in months. So we're going through every mutation or like? Pretty much. I'm going to give you the mutation. Do I, need to, do I get to keep score? Yeah, if you want. Okay. Um, I'm going to put like, hold on, I'm going to flip my paper over here. And I'm going to put right and ooh. wrong. And since you're the judge, I'm not going to get all these word for word right. But you tell me if I get enough right. Okay. And then I'll argue with you if you tell me I'm wrong. I'm ready. Bring it. Okay. So here we go. And this is taken straight from page 39 of... The Blood Bowl Star Players book. Which is uh, the, the yellow book, if you ever see those second yeah. edition books. If anybody out there has like a fabulous mint condition uh, campaign book and you want to get rid of it, uh, let me know because mine is pretty... Is that the red up. one? The red one. Yeah. So. Okay. So first... Bring mutation. it! Bring it! A carapace. Uh, okay. So if a player got carapace, they had armor, like they had like... You know, rhino hide or something on them. I think they just got. Hold on, let me think. It affected their movement, I believe, a little bit, but I know they got armor plus two, and they might have had like a minus one to movement. And I'm going to stick with that. I'll give it to you. Okay. Uh, Kirapis. Horny plates protect the mutant's body. His AV is increased by plus two, but he may never sprint. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so that's close enough. Okay. Next up. Now, just so people know, I will interject and say sprint is now what we call go for it. And people yeah. had, like catchers, they might have only moved four, but they had four sprints. You know, So they could go forward four times, essentially. Right. And it was the same effect as a go for it, except it, I, think it, I think you failed on a six instead of a one. Hmm. So. Yeah. And some of these, they might be a little different wording, or they, they don't even matter anymore with the new rules. Right, but. exactly. 
that's what you come to us for is fluff, not necessarily accuracy. God, I wish we had some carapace in our league. <laughs> um, next up, eye stalks. Oh, crap. I forgot there was even one. <laughs> wow, this one's... <laughs> uh, let's see. You uh, you have eye stalks out of your head. You probably got the catch skill. I'm going to say the intercept skill. And you got a probably a cool modifier, like a plus one or plus two. And I'll leave it at that. I'll give it to you. <laughs> wow. You gave me more information than I needed. Okay. Eye stalks. The mutant's eyesight is improved. He gets the skill of catch, level two, and his cool is increased by plus one. Ooh. So he doesn't get intercept, but, yeah, it's been a while, so I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'm generous. I really totally forgot about eye stocks. <laughs> and God, next, this is fun. I like this. Next up. I feel all lubricated. <laughs> uh, four arms. Uh, four arms... I'm going to have to stick with extra, like, this is very similar to extra arms. So you got, uh, probably catch two, uh, intercept two, and, uh, and probably cool plus one. No, no, I'm just going to say catch and intercept. Me. Okay. Okay. So that one's wrong. Okay. Read it. The mutant now has twice as many limbs to manipulate the ball. He gets the skill of catch level two. And his AG and cool are increased by plus one. Oh, I should have known that because like a spider. Yeah. What was cool again? Cool is uh, when you threw the ball to somebody, you used your throwing skill. So you would add the quarterback's throwing skill yeah. to the dice roll. And then if it was a com- you know, if it was a com- an accurate pass, the catcher then had a cool. And that's like how they I guess it was to assume how you did under pressure. So if you had somebody next to you, it might have been minus one, but this catcher had a plus two cool, so overall you got a plus one to the catch. Oh, okay. Next up, hideous appearance. Hideous appearance. Uh, you were ugly, and this is very similar to the current one, but I can't remember exactly. I think this was one of those 50-50 things of hitting somebody. So I'm going to say four through six, you could hit them. One through three, you couldn't. Me. Close, but no cigar. Man, that's... The mutant is ugly beyond belief. Opponents must roll a five or more on a d6 to block or tackle the mutant. On a roll of one through four, they won't go near the hideous creature. That's pretty close. It was close, but not accepting it. Next up. So so it's close when I add in, like, intercept, but it's not close when I don't... Well, yes, you gave me more information than needed, (sighs) but... Fine. You want me to go back and make that other one wrong? No. Okay. Two for two right now. Ne- next up, you Hopper. Suck. Hopper. Jimmy Hopper. Christmas. I forgot about this one, too. This guy has, like, abnormally long legs. He gets the leap skill, heroic leap, and probably intercept two. Since I gave it to you last time, I'll give it to you this time. No intercept skill? No intercept skill. I'm getting the new rules caught up with the old yeah. rules. The mutant has incredibly strong legs and walks with a spring in his step. He gets the skill of leap, too, and heroic leap. Boom! Boom! Hypnotic gaze. I don't remember agility rolls back then, So, but Snake Sanders had hypnotic gaze, who was a Chaos All-Star mutant lineman that looked like a snake. And we thought that was a play on Barry Sanders, even though it wasn't. Um... I'm going to say this is a five or six. You keep the guy 
dead in his tracks, but I'm probably going to regret it because it's probably going to be a four, five, or six. But I'm just going to go with that. Yeah, I'll just have to read it. I think you're wrong, but... Go for it. The mutant has commanding gaze that can transfix opponents. See special mutations. So, special mutations. The mutant may use his gaze to transfix a single opponent in an adjacent square instead of making a block. Roll a d6. On a roll of 1 through 3, the attack fails and nothing happens. On a roll of 4 or more, the opponent will, will remain motionless and can do nothing at all as long as the mutant continues the gaze. If the victim is blocked by another player, he is automatically knocked over and must make an armor roll to avoid injury. If the mutant is blocked, the gaze is broken, no matter what the result of the block, and the victim returns to normal. So do I get credit or not? No. Oh, f- dude. It's close, but... Gosh, you suck! I know. Leprous flesh. Uh, wow. This has had to be like... Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot all about this one, too. I'm going to say that they have... Well, they don't have Tomb Rot. Or do they? I can't remember. Um, I'm going to say it was... Is it worse or was it better than the other one? Um, I'm going to just say on a six, you can't block them? Uh, nope. Wrong, went the wrong way. Skin and flesh hang from the mutant in sickening folds. Opponents are so disgusted they must roll four or more on a d6 to block or tackle the mutant. So it's worse. On a roll of one through three, they won't go near the mutant. Okay, well. Long, Boo. long arms. Uh, catch two intercept, uh, no intercept, no, yes. We're going to go catch two, intercept two, and, uh, cool one. <laughs> Based on my previous times, I'll give it to you. No, no intercept again? No, he gets intercept this time. But, uh, the mutant has abnormally long arms, giving him an enviable reach. He gets the skills of catch two and intercept two. Oh, no cool. Okay. No cool. Long legs. Long legs. Uh, leap? Catch two, intercept two. That's your answer? Yes. The simplest mutation ever. The mutant stands tall on powerful legs. His MA is increased by plus one. Okay, wrong. so I get that wrong. Damn it, now I'm in like the hole. Mace tail. Mace tail, I think. Pretty much worked like a prehensile tail now. It's minus one to dodging, and I don't think it helped you in any way. Yeah. The mutant has a knobbed tail able to batter opponents behind him. See special mutations. Ah, so I'm getting this one wrong. The God mutant has a long, powerful tail covered with lumps and spikes, which he can use to attack opponents behind him. This attack may be made instead of a tackle or in addition to a block. The attack can only be made against opponents in the mutant's rear three squ- squares. Both coaches roll on a d6 and add their player's AG. If the score for the mutant is higher, he has battered his opponent to the ground. The opponent is knocked over and must make an armor roll with a minus one penalty to his AV. If he is injured, add plus one to the injury roll. Boom! Damn, that sounds powerful. So what does that mean, rear of the guy? Did they used to have specific facing directions? I guess so. I don't remember that either. But I'm assuming that... (laughs) Something we could look up, but not now. Yeah, I don't need more rules in my head. Mechanical arms. 
That, uh, I'm going to say strength plus one, mighty blow two. Wrong. Mutant's arms have been replaced by cybernetic metal limbs. He gets the skills of long throw and mighty blow, level two. I had mighty blow level two, right? I forgot about long throw until you just mentioned it. Damn it. Mechanical eye. Throwing skill plus one. Ding, ding, ding. Boom. You know why I know that? Because every time we... (laughs) I don't even know this was allowed, but any (laughs) time... This is so funny because I'm sure this is not how they meant the game to be. <laughs> Since you see there's no price tag on the mechanical eye, anytime one of our players over on the injury chart would get a gouged eye, we go, fine, he's got a mechanical eye now. <laughs> and we'd buy a mechanical eye, even though there was no cost to it. And we, the throwing skill go right back up. So it's... <laughs> So, yes, we had, like, then, we of course, we draw the little pictures of our star players, and they would just have a mechanical eye. Uh, the mutant has a strange crystal and steel contraption in the place of one eye. Throwing skill is increased by plus one. Oh, did Griff get a minus one gouged eye? Well, fine, he has a robot eye now. <laughs> That's what we do. So just cancel him out? <laughs> yes. And we try to keep track of it through little pictures. It does make sense. <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming at some point somebody had two mechanical eyes. Uh, mechanical legs. Oh gosh, this is gonna be. Um, I gotta think. You should what, know this. I should because this is what Greaser Grinder has. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably mechanical legs is uh, MA plus one. Heroic leap. I'm just gonna stick with those two and leap and leap. Leap heroic leap MA plus one. Even though it's probably too much for a skill, so I'm gonna say heroic leap. And MA plus one. Me. Ah, oh, it's leaping heroically, wasn't it? It's iron sinews and creaking cogs replace the mutant's lower limbs. His MA is increased by plus one, and he gets the skills of leap level four, heroic leap, and long kick level four. So I'm not, I don't get it because I didn't get you long kick. Didn't give long kick. Cool. Screw you, pal. Too bad. Um, Next. Noisome stench. Um, N-O-I-S-O-M-E Noisome? This is one of those things where somebody stunk So I'm going to sense We had the really bad thing to block We had the medium thing I'm going to say that this is if you just roll Either a 1 or a 6 You don't want to be around this yeah. guy and, Hold on, hold on No, no, I'll just stop you No, no, no What, are you going to change it completely? No, and then he has He gives like minus 1s to catches And picking up the ball around him Still wrong well, screw you. The mutant smells significantly worse than a troll with halitosis. All opponents in the mutant's tackle zone suffer a minus one to any block or tackle rolls. This penalty is suffered even if the opposing player is not attacking the mutant. This segment sucks. Because you're losing. Yeah. Okay. Did you just like, hey, let's have this segment so we can make Scott look bad? <laughs> it's fun, though. Because he's the king of fluff. Uh, not anymore. Obese. Obese gave you, you, your sprint went down to zero, and you got plus two strength, and you got toughness. Hmm. I'll say no. (laughs) The mutant is extremely fat, and his excess layers of lard make running a little troublesome. His MA and AG are reduced by negative one, and he may never sprint. However, his strength is increased by plus two, and he gets the skill of toughness level two. So you missed the M-E, uh, MA and the AG. Yeah, well, 
you missed a lot in life, okay? Razor sharp claws. Dude, I'm starting to sweat. I'm getting pissed off at you, for real. <laughs> this is not like a gimmick. This is making me look like a fool. What, no, what, what's razor sharp claws? Uh, you get a, a Mighty Blow 2, and that's it. So, Dude, it's been a long time since you no, saw this. No, just here, throw it out there. What's razor sharp claws there, Wink Martindale? <laughs> the mutant's fingers end in long, sharp talons. Reduce opponent's AV by minus one if they are blocked or tackled by the mutant and add plus one to the injury rolls. That's that equivalent of Mighty Blow 2. Screw this game. What was Jervis thinking back in second edition? I went from like missing all these to now I hate them. Great, I got another one wrong. It's like, it's 5 to 11. Are you happy? What's left? You want to just call it? No, let's go. I can still tie it. I'm playing it all out. All right. Regeneration. Oh, that's a regeneration. You, you roll... And if you roll, uh, I can't remember the old regen rules, but uh, four, five, or six, you regen your injury. How about that? The mutant just won't lie down and die. If he is killed or suffers serious injury, roll a d6 after each touchdown. On a roll of five or six, the mutant has regenerated and may be placed in the reserve box or the dugout. Okay, so I got that one wrong too, right? Yeah, you did. All right, so it's, it's five to 12. Scaly. Uh, Scaly's AV plus one. Hey, you got it. Hey! The iron hard scales completely cover the mutant. His AV is increased by plus one. Hey, that's great. I'll just skip this one. No, I know. Give me, give it to me. Spontaneous combustion. This guy, if you you roll every time he takes uh, an action, and if you roll this thing, he blows up. Whatever the number is, and he blows up, and he, it's like a explosion, and it hurts people in adjacent squares. I'm good with that. I'll give it to you. All right. Is uh, it just once per game, though? The mutant has a rather explosive personality. See special mutations. Okay. The opposing coach may roll during the match <coughs> to see whether this explosive mutation manifests itself and the mutant self-destructs. Once a spontaneous combustion roll has been made, the opposing coach must wait until after a touchdown has been scored before he can roll again. Within these restrictions, the roll may be made at any time, holding up the mutant's team if necessary. Mm. To make a spontaneous combustion roll, the opposing coach rolls a d6. On a roll of 1 through 4, nothing happens and the mutant continues to play as normal. On a roll of 5 or more, the mutant blows up. The mutant is instantly killed. Any players in adjacent squares are knocked over and must make an armor roll to avoid injury. If the mutant was holding the ball, it is destroyed along with the mutant, and the game must be restarted just as if a touchdown had been scored. The team that scored the last touchdown starts with a new ball. If the mutant blows up in the dugout, all the other players in the reserves box must make an armor roll to avoid injury. I love this. Okay, this is what happened. I love this one. Usually the guy with spontaneous combustion was like, the wideout in like American football, that was the receiver yeah. that's way out away from his teammates, <laughs> and you just you just waited until this guy blew up because it was like, God dang it! But you'd want to put him on the field because you don't want him next to the other people. Exactly, and so <laughs> golly, I love what that. a wonderful chart though! You roll randomly, and you could get spontaneous. There's another great one coming up. So <laughs> stupidity. So did I get that one right? You got yeah, it I gave it to you. Okay, so it's seven to twelve. That's not bad. Stupidity. Uh, this was just like current stupidity. Um, I think. Uh, hold on. Let's see. It's I don't know. I got to go look at something. 
I'm trying to think. There was a, a skill called Punch Drunk as well. Stupidity, I think, is like a four through six type deal. Well, we'll find out in a second. Because I, stupidity a, is the mutant has suffered one too many blows to the head. Treat him as permanently punch drunk. See oh, the injury rules. Oh, gosh. I got, uh, okay, then Then punch drunk was, uh, like I think, like, I think it was a five or six. He couldn't do something. He was too stupid. I'm going to stick with that, even though it's probably going to be just like on a roll of one or something. That ah, will. Here we go. Ooh, this could be a whole nother segment. Punch drunk. Roll a d6 once per game at the start of a turn of his choice. So the opponent would roll this once per game at any time. Okay. Roll a one or two. Um, the player gets bored and decides to sit down for a while. Place the player face down as if he'd been knocked over. But do not make an armor roll to see if the player is injured. If the player is carrying the ball, he drops it. The ball scatters from the player's square. He may stand up his next team turn as usual. Okay. Three so and I get four credit. is I oh. don't understand. Damn it. The player can't remember why he's playing the game and wanders off to ask the coach. Place the player in the stun box of the dugout. It will take until the next touchdown is scored for the coach to remind the player exactly what the game's all about. And five or six is, do I know you? He plays for the other team. The player gets totally confused and decides he is playing for the other side. Treat him as a member of the other team until a touchdown is scored or he is injured. If injured, the player goes to his own team's dugout. The other team may still have 11 of their own players on the field while using the punch-drunk player. <laughs> All right, so I got it wrong. Move on. That's still pretty cool. Tail. <sighs> Jeez. I can't get... Um, you can... It's used like... Uh, uh, it's hard to move away. I don't know. The mutant has a prehensile tail, which he can use to trip opponents. He gets the skill of tackle, level 3. God dang it, I almost said that, but then the next skill is tentacles, which gives you tackle as well. That's bullshit. Actually, the next skill is temporal instability. Okay, then, okay, hold on. I got this one wrong, so I'm 14. Temporal instability is like your guy going through, like, a pocket universe, and he's, like, teleporting around, and so you use the... um, I believe you use the scatter template. Like you say, I'm going to go this direction. And then as you move, if you roll it, he'll just boop, pop over to like this other segment. And then you can continue moving. Yeah, I'll give it to you. All right. Boom. The mutant occasionally slips into another dimension for a few seconds. The mutant suffers from a weird affliction that results in him occasionally slipping into an alternate dimension and then reappearing a second or two later, having moved several feet in a random direction. The mutant's coach must roll a d6 for the mutant at the start of each of his turns. On a roll of 1 through 5, nothing happens. On a roll of 6, the mutant slips into a a different dimension. The coach then makes a scatter roll, moving the mutant to an adjacent square just as if he were a loose ball. If the square the mutant reappears in is already occupied, both players are instantly killed. Yes, the merge. If the mutant is carrying the ball and he reappears in the end zone, he scores a touchdown. Uh, that's actually happened to us. Killed two people in one hit? Uh, that and the other thing. Oh, the Appearing touchdown? in the touchdown thing. That's kind of awesome. Yes. Um, 
more often than not, I would use these guys if they had the mutation, and I would try to get them as close to many of the other person's <laughs> opponents as possible or players, and then hope that they smash together like some t- type of Star Trek to teleporter transport <laughs> error. Players died a lot more in the old. Oh games. yes, that's what I've noticed. Uh, tentacles. I'll go ahead and give you. The mutant's arms have become suckered tentacles. He gets the skill of tackle level three. So yeah, I can't believe thing. the tail was the same. Damn it! So what if you got both? He had a. Uh, Would you get tackle, tackle six. level six? Yeah, I believe so. Oh wow! Three legs. Three legs. You got kick. Uh, I think you got mighty kick. You got MA minus one. And I don't think you were allowed, uh, maybe sprint. I don't, can't remember. Uh, I'm going to say you can't sprint either. I'll give it to you. Okay. The mutant has an extra leg. He is treated as a kicker and gets the skill of kick level three. However, his MA is reduced by negative one and he may never sprint. Okay. So, so I, I had a long kick. Yeah. I? Okay. Which I probably shouldn't be giving you those, but whatever. It's my game. Two heads. Final skill. Uh, two heads. Mm, I, uh, let me think of Withergrass Double Drill. Um, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, TS plus one, cool plus one, and I'm going to go with, um, and I know this is wrong because Steve's frowning. But I'm going to go uh, catch an airship. There you go. Uh, the mutant can see where he's coming and going at the same time. He gets the skill of catch level two, and his cool is increased by plus one. It's only had half. Yeah. I wanted to add too much. Yeah. These stupid new rules we've been playing with. I know. <clears throat> but So that's the whole chart of mutations from 2nd edition Star Player's book. Yep. And what did you score finally? If I If this is accurate. It's like 11 to 14 if there was only 25. That's close. It's not bad. I think there's 26 mutations, so I probably messed up somewhere. It doesn't matter. I got beat. I got beat. By the book. By a book. You should have let me studied beforehand. We could do that same test on current skills, and I would probably do just as well. I would do. (laughs) How do you do tackle? Uh, Tackle, I know. I mean, how do you do um, tentacles? Oh. Tentacles and shadowing. I still cannot get those straight. Well, I think they kind of worded them weird. I was, yeah. or at least I was used to the way they were worded. And now they yeah, the old it. way was so much better. Um, what do you think? A lot. Well, it's not a lot different than before, but some of the bad ones were really, really bad. Well, this was on a random chart. Yeah, it. So it, it made reminded you... me of what's the other game that we played? Midheim, not Midheim. Uh, Mordheim. Mordheim. But it reminded me a little bit of that. Because I think... At the end of the Mordheim, after your skirmish, yeah. you got to like say how many shards of warp stone or whatever it was you found. But people can get injured and they take it through the other games and stuff. Right. But more so than that, um, when I was making my team, I had oh. mutations with my team. Oh, okay. And, and they, they kind of did the same thing. Like the obese, mm-hmm. I got toughness and I got plus two to the armor oh, and okay. stuff like that. So... I could see where it was coming from, so it definitely has an older Warhammer type of feel, Right, I think. Not I, that I've ever played Warhammer. It was weird pl- playing this next version of Blood Bowl. Even Ooh. more weirder than picking skills was picking mutations. Because 
mutations to me were always like this is not good. Yeah. Or, or there's a there's a good side and a bad side to the mutation. Yeah. So in the old game, you got a mutation and then you'd roll on the chart and see which one you get. Right. And I can definitely see that's why we do a lot of randomness in art. <laughs> that's that's what I loved. And because yeah. you tried to make things work, you know. And some of the skills were great because if I remember correctly, and somebody out there is probably going to say I'm wrong, but you only gave mutations to your lineman type positions. Yeah. If I if I remember correctly, that's how it should be. And you were allowed to do like two per chaotic type of player, so everybody, you know, yeah, I'm gonna get this guy a mutation and go, ah, oh, crap, you know, <laughs> you know, he's he, gonna explode, <laughs> temporal instability or whatever it was. And I love the explosion <clears throat> one. Yeah, the, I just love that it can go off on your sidelines. There it is. But realistically, if you know the guy's going to blow up, why are you going to get next to him? Well. I guess they don't know. They just say you have a mutation. And then he goes, well, what is it? And they go, we don't know yet. Yeah, he goes up and touches the crystal and he (laughs) mutates. And it's like, nothing happened. I Hmm. just turned blue. Well, I guess you just blew. (laughs) Get out there, blue balls. (laughs) And then he blows up. See, we need more random stuff like this. I think so. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, um like I said, it was really funny abusing some of those things like mechanical eye. Yeah. Oh, fine. Well, I'll just take mechanical eye <laughs> and stuff. But no, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Good uh, times. There were definitely weirdo stuff out there, but I, I did look through it a little bit and saw. I thought I would get more than just 11. Well, I'm you came of, close. It's the problem is the, the know, cool and the stuff. We don't do that anymore. I know. I'm not cool anymore. You're not cool anymore. Blood Bowl's lost its cool. Get it? Oh, uh, yeah, I get it. Okay. That's good. I like it. Still my favorite game, but it's lost its cool. You can make a t-shirt out of that. Yeah, that, <laughs> that sounds too negative for the game. That's very true. All right, what do we have next? Are we going to have some, like, Scott grades English papers? And you If know. you would like to hear Scott grade English papers, we can create that. No, let's not do that. So We'll uh, do it based on fan feedback. So why don't we just go to a little commercial break here? We're feeling all of our fans would be like, stop this episode. It sucks. I was thinking of that as you were reading stuff off. I was like, this is entertaining to me. It is entertaining. I think everybody will be entertained. And if you're not, eh. Yeah, give us it's feedback. It's what you pay for. So That's right. All right, changing. so let's, uh, let's take a commercial we'll break. Mutate. We're going to mutate. Yeah. I got the obese skill. <laughs> what do you have? Uh, temporal instability. Ah, that's right. All right. So let's just get to commercial break. We will come back with some tournament talk with Steve. The Tomb Kings have invited you to play for their amusement. So mark your calendars because on September 8th in Carbondale, Illinois, the first Camry Cup will be held. The Camry Cup will be a league-style Blood Bowl tournament. That's right, you will be earning winnings, buying players, receiving inducements, and saying so long to all those dead players. But that isn't what makes the Camry Cup so unique. There are some special rules, and to find these, you need to go to the Camry Cup threads on the forums at talkfantasyfootball.org, fumble.com, or zlurpcast.com. Or search for the Camry Cup events page on Facebook. The Kimry Cup is being brought to you by Castle Perilous as part of their Little Egypt Wars, a one-day gaming convention in Carbondale, Illinois. So if you have friends or family that like games but just aren't that interested in Blood Bowl, bring them anyways. There'll be plenty of other games for them to enjoy. When only the best can do, say Kimry, Kimry Cup. 
Well, looky here, you got Mighty Zug, star blocker of the Reekland Reavers. That's right, humans, just the way I like them. You're listening to Bolt Town with Steven Scott. Coming up next, yep, it's time for Tournament Talk. All right, we're back with some Tournament Talk. Today we're going to focus on Steve and the team he's going to take to Chaos Cup. This is part two of, uh, I guess it's the team both down. Is that what we're calling this? I can't even remember what we called it last time. But um, if you haven't listened to us, or if this is the first time you listen to us, uh, a couple months back we challenged the guys over at 3 Die Block, which is another Blood Bowl podcast that you should listen to. And uh, we challenged them for like a team competition at Chaos Cup. Our team of myself, Steve, and our Chaos Seesaw, Alan, versus uh, Chance Drew, and I believe it's Nate, Nathan Ponce. I could be wrong on that. I think so. So forgive me if I'm wrong. But um, they are also going to Chaos Cup. We are going to just take the total team standing points and add all, you know, our team versus their team at the end of sixth at the end of the sixth round on the second day. And the team who wins is the uh, uh, Blood Bowl podcast champion and takes over the other guy's show. So uh, we're, last month we uh, broke down the Oklahoma Ginger Badgers, which is my orc team. And this month we will break down what team? The Deswiski Kodiaks. Deswiski Kodiaks. Which is my human team. So, I, so, so far we're taking this totally out of the box. It Humans is out of the box, isn't it? And orcs. <laughs> well, Boring. It is kind of boring, but this was one of my first teams that I got painted myself. 100% yourself? Mm-hmm. This was 100% came okay. up with the colors, came up with everything, based it, all that, by myself. And I based it off the Chicago Bears, because I'm a big Bears fan. Nice. And I figured since we're going to Chicago, I should take it. I wanted to take it last year, but I wanted to have a chance to win, so I took the Claymores. Right. And Well, Claymore. Claymores are close to your hearts. So. Yeah. So they won out that last year, but this year the Kodiaks get to make their debut. Nice. And I don't have a ton of fluff behind it like you did because I didn't put that much thought into it. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but I'll just more go into how I actually made the team and what it's composed of. Okay. I don't mind giving up skills. I'm going to lose so bad with this team. It's you don't know fun. that. Oh, I do. I don't do. know that dude. I base this off of the same type of team that I used to win at Bugman's. Okay. When I won with my Amazons. Okay. So I've got one thrower, which cool. is Jay Cutler, uh, named after Jay Cutler. Ah. Uh, just spelled differently. Ah, uh, you know, okay. Chicago so, Bears quarterback. So this, are you using this? Now, I know this. Nobody else does. Is this the same... Based off the same team you also used in our Dragonfire League for yeah. one season? Yeah, same names okay. and stuff. Is he your lone thrower? He's my only thrower. Okay. And I'll go back and do the skills afterwards. Taking two catchers, Voltaire Payton and <laughs> Mott Forte. Uh, or for Matt Walter Forte. Payton and Matt Forte. Yeah. Okay. Then my blitzers, Mike, M-I-K, Terry, single. Ah, uh, so Mike. Mike Singletary. Ooh. My blitzers are my linebackers. Okay. Uh, Bronislaw Bronco Nagurski. Okay. Kilda Bulldog Turner. And then Earl Attacker Brennan. 
Earl Zacharias. Yeah, that might not sound familiar. <laughs> that you know has. Why? <laughs> I don't know where it came from. So where I, did you get that name then? I'm pretty sure I made this team. I took it into the league. One of my blitzers died. <laughs> and that because I'm like I'm pretty sure I had someone named after Erlacher. Brian Erlacher. Okay. No. I think he died. Okay. And then I just out of the blue came up with Earl Attacker Brennan. So So instead of going back and changing it, you already turned this roster in. I've already turned the roster in. So, so I can't change it. So it's based off the Bears without maybe one of the greatest uh, linebackers they've ever had. Yeah, and some guy who I don't know who he is. I'm the attacker. He just happened to. They make call me Earl. He made his way onto the team somehow. Okay, um, but so my blitzers named after real Chicago Bear linebackers. You think maybe Earl Lacker was for Earl Attacker? What's his last name? Brennan. Brennan. <laughs> I don't know. Did I outfluff myself? Did you put the name like Earl? Isn't it Brian Erlacher? Yeah. Is it Brian? Yeah. You know what? I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I am stupid. so. You moved the the last name, the first name, to the last name, yes. and changed Brian to Brennan. Yes, that's exactly what I did. I deciphering the fluff with both down. Wow, I'm good your host call. Scott, and this is my co-host Steve. That's We're going to take normal rosters <laughs> that somebody made years ago and try to decipher <laughs> what the hell they were trying to come up with. That is exactly what I did. Now that you mention it, <laughs> that is what I did. That is delicious. Well, Were you lubricated at the time that you came up with this name? No, I okay. do not get lubricated. If you're that good at deciphering, let's see if you can figure out these. Ooh, this is like another game. Do I get credit? Dude, if you get this, I will say you won the last game. All right, give it to me. These are my linemen. Okay. Winchell Zummings, <laughs> Lorenzo Tumwald, Augusto Sunley, Cublin North, and Burton Grafinski. These, hold on, these sound familiar. Give me, give them to me one more time. Winchell Zummings. Uh-huh. Lorenzo Tumwald. Uh-huh. Augusto Sunlay Cublin North and Burton Grafinski. Those are the voice actors from the Gummy Bears cartoon show. I told you this previously, haven't I? I actually remembered this. Okay, that. yeah. But only because of Zummings. Yes, Zummings. And, is and then that, that kicked off in my head of like, oh yeah, these are named after like the Gummy Bear cartoon people. So the Gummy Bear cartoon, uh, Winchell Zummings. Zummy Gummy was voice acted by Paul Winchell. My next one is Lorenzo Tumwald. Tummy was voiced by Lorenzo Music. Which is one of my favorites. He did Garfield. Okay. And he did, was it Peter in the Real Ghostbusters? Don't know. The one that sounded like Garfield? Oh, well, probably so. Yeah. That was actually a pretty good show, too. Um, Augusto Sunley is Sonny, who was voice acted by Katie Lee. I couldn't come up with a real good name, and I wanted to get Gusto, uh, Gusto Gummy in there. So Augusto is how I got that. So it's a combination of two people. Um. Cublin North is Cubby, who was voice acted by Noel North. And side note, Cublin North, my favorite name, because the Cubs in Chicago play on the north side. Ah. So that was a, a fluff within fluff within fluff. It's funny to me that you went to the Gummy Bears cartoon show when your linemen could have easily been just like different types of bears. Like this is grizzly. But they are different types of bears. <laughs> Different gummy bears. Yeah. And then the final one, Burton Gruffinski, uh, Guffy, uh, Gruffy, 
was voice acted by Corey Burton. The coach for my team is <laughs> what is his name? It's right in front of you. Can you not well, see it? Yeah. It's oh, Keller it. Sorry. Ditka Ditkowski. So it's obviously Mike Ditka. Right. But his middle name is Keller. So that's why I went with Keller. And instead of Ditka as his last name, his last name's Dick Ditkowski. Right. And so his nickname is Ditka. Gotcha. So you might be wondering how uh, nice the logo you got. Does Swirsky comes from? Yes, I'd like to know that. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Got um, another? Yes, the mommy. super fans from Saturday Night Live, the Bears. Remember uh, them? Yes, the Bears. Uh huh. The who would win in a fight between Ditka and uh, Jesus? The Bears. Ditka. That guy's last name Swirsky. Are you serious? Uh huh. Okay, I never knew that. So I got the Swirsky Kodiaks. Nice. So yeah, it- it's kind of a weird name, but I went. Uh, so what continent does this uh, the Swirsky? A colony sit on in the old world? Uh, they would be in the new world? <laughs> They're humans? I'll just give you a hard time. I don't know. You haven't I, thought it that much through. I did not establish. I mean, you've established that you've used all your brain power coming up with gummy bears. <laughs> of course. You need to contact the guy, the voice actors for gummy bears and say, hey, I'm inspired by you. Lorenzo Music's dead. You should probably just pray to him. I was actually sad when he died. Because I love Garfield. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that explains why the new Garfield cartoon didn't have that voice. Yeah. It's actually a good cartoon, too. Oh, gosh. Anyways, enough of cartoon talk. Where'd you get your logo, by um, the way? Is that some minor league logo? Because I noticed on your sheet there you've uh, created a little logo. And... I could not tell you. It's cool. I created it's like the this, logo. It's like um, this giant bear thing with the, the words in between his like, paws. Yeah, That's I will probably cool. make a t-shirt out of that so people can see it at Cast Chaos Cup. Cup. I want one for my team, too. Okay. And if anybody wants t-shirts for their teams and you got a good logo, let find, me know. Yeah, find somebody to make them. Um, no. I can find somebody yeah. for the right price. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know where I got it. I got bored at work one time when I had a job that I could be bored and look at the internet. Right. So found an image I liked and then touched it up and put my name in it. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Let's see. As for my team, what I'm taking to Chaos Cup, like I said, it was based on my Amazons. So is that 12 players? Yeah. Okay. So did you chose to go with no apothecary? No I apothecary. I added a reroll. Well, I have two rerolls. Okay. So my thrower that comes with sure hands and pass is going to have Hail Mary. Boom. And then my two catchers are both going to have diving catch. Ah, so you're... Like I, I said... Just like my Amazon. So crushes catchers and you'll win. Yeah, this is why I'm going to lose a lot. Because I don't know how to play this team correctly. And this worked well before. And I just wanted to see you how You did well with Amazons with the same strategy. Well, yeah, but Amazons are different. They have three strength. They have dodge. Well, yeah, yeah. They're also crunchy. And on the Amazons, my Blitzers had block and dodge. And since they didn't need guard or anything, because my catchers had three strength... I gave them sure hands. Ah, okay. But here, since I will be sending blitzers down the field with my catchers. And they only come with block. They only come with block. I've decided to give two of them guard. Okay, good to choice. To strengthen up my catchers. Okay. And it probably won't work, but eh, it is what it is. And then I gave two of the blitzers trip ball, mm. a lineman wrestle, and a lineman kick. 
Mm. It's not the greatest lineup. It's not I gonna... like Wrestle. Yeah. And I actually like Kick. Wrestle and Kick are both good. Strip Ball's iffy. It is iffy. Because so many teams come with, they feel like they come in, come with a built-in sure hands. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Yeah. And really, I didn't know what else to take. There's other things I could, but everything is situational. At least that gives me a chance to right. get rid of the ball from the other team. So. Exactly. And then if, if you use it the first couple of games, you know. Yeah. You never know. It's bloody. If it gives me one win, great. It might. It might. So you got your built-in re-rolls. You got your two re-rolls. Yep. And then you have a. Do you have the extra two linemen with no skills, so you can chaos cup them at the yeah. sixth round? Yeah, I got. I got linemen with no skills. No nice. problem. Nice. You better give them like uh, long legs or something, or something they can bounce. <laughs> oh, base them off the yeah gummy bears. Base them off place. the gummy bears. I got gotcha. you. So they're sticky. Uh, or I see what oh, you they have tentacles because they're sticky. Jeez. Somebody put me in my mouth. Put me in their That's mouth. That's not the first time Scott has said that. Somebody put me in my mouth. Can you edit that out? No. Oh, great. <laughs> um, but yeah, hey. nothing too fluff wise. My kind of fluff. The way up behind it, I like that. No, nah, it's cool. But the actual in the universe fluff, I don't have a whole lot of that. So everybody boo Steve and send him like email saying that he sucks because he hasn't come up with like minute details about every <laughs> part of their life. Like the four levels that my team has gone through to become the Kodiaks. <laughs> a rookie team. <laughs> they started out as the Cubs and then, yeah, no. For and a long the- time, they were the uh, St. Reekland Br- Browns and before <laughs> they moved to the Swartzky. Uh They were the white gauntlets and then now they've turned into the the Bears, and then afterwards they became Kodiaks. Very cool. But, yeah, come to Chaos Cup, and you will get to see them. They're actually painted, I think, pretty cool from what I remember. Now, I will... Yeah, the blue No refrigerator Perry. Hmm? No refrigerator Perry, no Jim uh, no. Man. Refrigerator Perry was my troll, if oh. I remember. Oh, you're my ogre. Yeah. Oh, that's right. When you played him, that's right. And everyone made fun of me for how I painted him, because I painted him very black. <laughs> He I was, don't know how to paint black, not black. <laughs> it's called... The, listen, buddy. <laughs> you ever seen Refrigerator Perry? He's pretty much black. He's brown. He, I don't know. He's not like LL Cool J brown, but he's brown. Okay? Well, in this universe, he's black. Okay. <laughs> Very black. <laughs> he's from the Shadowlands. Yeah. Oh, boy. And if you see my team... I have been told that the blue and orange look more like Broncos colors than Bears. Yes, yeah, so but screw you and keep it to yourself. Yeah, screw you. Steve doesn't care. <laughs> he's a ginger badger too. I'm not a ginger badger. I'm ginger a Kodiak. Don't care. He's he's a Kodiak rare. I'm a little gummy Kodiak. But yeah, that's it. That's my team. All right, we're gonna call you Gummy Bear from now on. No, no, we're not. Can we call you Gummy Wog? No, that's weird. <laughs> All right, so uh, anything else about your uh, team? Because, you know, if you don't give us anything else, next month we go to the Chaos Seesaw himself, Alan. And this will be interesting because we don't even know what he's taking yet, still. I would say if I had to guess and put money on it, I'm 90% sure I would guess one way tonight. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I know what he's taking, but we haven't finalized it. No, because he's going to wait till the last second. But he's going to have to because it's almost time. Yes. By this time next month when you hear our podcast, we will have the Chaos Seesaw 
Allen. And, and then, then you can uh, listen that's to That's it for team. now. That's enough. That's enough? Yep. All right, that's enough. Let's move on. We will be right back after these words. Hey, guys, this is Chaz, spelled C-H-A-O-S. I know what you're thinking. That spells chaos. Yeah, it does. But it's also my name. The O is silent and stands for Oh Man, Is He Evil. My services have been requested for the upcoming Blood Bowl U.S. Major, the Chaos Cup in Chicago. My official title may be mascot, but I prefer to think of myself as the CEO, the decision maker, the true boss of the entire Chaos Cup organization. Much like Ronald McMurdy is really the president of McMurdy's, or at least that's what Johnny told me. I'm the perfect mascot for the Chaos Cup, not only because I'm super evil and badass, because I don't really know which Chaos got knocked out my mind, but it was one of them. That much I know. She said it was bloody, sexy, disgusting, and somewhat bird-like. But those are only the details she can remember. Hey, it was the 2480s. It was a crazy time. Don't judge, Mrs. Chaz. Anyways, this year's Chaos Cup is just around the corner, and it's the Blood Bowl event to be at. My evil face is on all the giveaways, and that alone is worth the price of admission. Get more information at thechaoscup.com. That's thechaoscup.com. Go there now. Or I'll slice your fucking face off. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry about that. See you soon at the Chaos Cup. Bye-bye. And now it's time for everyone's favorite segment of the show, shout-outs. Means I can yell real loud? Uh, You do all the time anyways, so... (laughs) You know I how bad I want. You know how bad I want to just yell into this mic and oh, I know. start naming off names and notes and everything, but then I just tick people off, and I like our listeners. Yeah, so they like uh, you too. You think they do? I think so. I think you're the favorite. You're the pretty girl, dude. I haven't even thought of that. Do we have a favorite? Oh, definitely. You're the pretty girl. I've never been called that. Oh. Thank you. You're welcome. My life is complete now. Should should feel better. <laughs> Uh, where, where should we begin? First off, probably most importantly and saddestly, if that's a word. Saddestly. Man, you've done it almost in every segment. I'm trying to now. Not really, but... Speaking like Scott. Hmm? Speaking like Scott. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> See, I've just been hanging out with you too much. Saddestly. So... Yeah, this is kind of a bummer. Um, the Zlurpcast Tactic Zone has become no more. Which used to be Tackle Zone Radio, right? right. Or was it just Tackle Zone? Yeah, it was I, Tackle I Zone Radio. I cannot remember, but it was like the Australian second. podcast. I think it was the second one. It was the second one I listened to uh, when you introduced me to Zlurpcast. Yeah. You said, you got to try this other one out, which was Tackle Zone. Yeah. And then they had no more episodes, and then we discovered 3 Dead Block, and you know the rest is mm-hmm. history. Uh, and yeah. then they started it back up under the Zlurpcast banner, and Johnny was helping them out. But I guess for... Multiple reasons. They've had to call it quit for at least a little time. So, but we would like to make sure Nathan and Sean uh, know Hopefully that, they will be listening to us and getting their fill. Yeah, ho- hopefully uh, we'll fill that void for them. But uh, we'd like to say thank you uh, for all your hard work and your time. And um, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people out there think it's just easy to talk into a mic. And, and uh, as you can tell with it, us, it <laughs> is kind of easy. But well, yeah, because it's we, also... Just us rambling sometimes. Can you imagine if uh, we didn't edit out all our errors and didn't I, think about our segments? I don't have to imagine. 
I do the editing. Anyways, it's a little <laughs> bit harder than what you think. Yeah. Anyways, Nathan, Sean, thank you for all the uh, effort and time and hopefully you, know, tactics you come back. That you've t- taught us and you know just ideas and stuff. We have enjoyed your shows and we hope that there's some tackle zone radio in the future. Or if anyone else out there wants to start up one, we could always use more podcasts. Like I said when we first started out, I've got 40 hours a week at work and you'd like to fill all that time. I could podcasts. listen to Blood Bowl podcasts for at least 20 of that. Maybe. And to all our Australian fans that always listen to Nathan Sean first. Yeah. You have a home here. We've got a lot of good Aussie fans. Yes, we and do. And some good Kiwi fans. Dude, those guys are like passionate about Blood Bowl. Because Australia now, is awesome. Is it because they just give us more feedback or are they more passionate than the Europeans? I think they're just more passionate. They're vocal. They're very loud and boisterous and happy people. They like to share it. Okay. We hear more from them than the Europeans. And yeah. I always hear that, oh, the Europeans are the most fanatical about Blood Bowl. Well, to be fair, we don't speak French or German. so. Uh, you know. Well, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, everybody else should know every language. We get good UK feedback. That's true. Oh, speaking of UK feedback, uh-huh. Patty Stevenson. This is a guy who uh, I got to talking on Twitter. And he created a travel version of Blood Bowl. And I just tweeted out that that was pretty cool. And he sent it to me. And it's pretty oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, your little travel yeah. thing. Yes, that's awesome. It's a nice little, it's magnetic. And he's got little pieces with it. And got enough pieces for every type of team that you would take. So it's a nice small little box. And if you're needing something to travel, it's pretty awesome. Instead of taking a giant bag with your teams and everything, you can just take this. Speaking, it gets the job done. Since since we're talking about Twitter, mm-hmm. I might as well address this uh, publicly to everybody. Uh, you can follow Steve at what on Twitter? Kilowog2814, which is K-I-L-O-W-O-G-2814. And then you can follow myself at, at Fat Finley. That's F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y. And then you can follow us both at both down. Right. Um, <laughs> recently, I tweeted out a thing where I was trying to just tweet out like hey follow all these blood bowl people but i i worded it as <laughs> nuffle hates these guys or nuffle hates you or something like that and um our friend patty he was like why does he hate me and stuff and <laughs> i realized the error in my approach because i didn't word it comical enough and it wasn't clear enough so if you get one of those if we're we follow you or i follow you on twitter and you see that i didn't mean like i hate you or Nuffle hates you. I mean, it is, it's supposed to be comical. Although it's, Nuffle does hate most people. Yeah, it feels like it. But it was supposed to attract the Blood Bowl people. Like, haha, that's Nuffle. I'll follow these other guys too because they're right. Blood Bowl fans. So if I offended or <laughs> spammed you too much with that, I'm very sorry. So I will uh, try not to do that in, in the future. Um, who else you got for us? Uh, we had a nice little write-up in Blitz Magazine this month. That's right. Well, That's this quarter, the, I guess. The magazine from Australia, right? Right, from Australia. Or should I say South Africa? No. No, I'm giving them a hard time. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. I, I jest, but at the same time, I want to say thank you <laughs> to the guys at Blitz Magazine for... Uh, oh, uh, they do so much work in that stupid oh thing. Oh, my gosh. It's over 100 pages long. If you don't know what this is, I'm going to put a link to it on, on our podcast, or our website, bothdown.com. It's over 100 pages full of Blood Bowl articles and 
advertisements, tournament write-ups, and tournament and write-ups and everything. You know, features of teams and stuff. And this month, the, the, or this quarter, I think they do it every three every months. Every quarter, yeah. They actually interviewed me and Steve. And it was a nice little interview. I think it came off well. Yes. So that was good. Uh, Aaron actually interviewed us. Yeah. And did a great job. It was fun. I was more worried about... Uh, coming off as an idiot. Coming off as an idiot who <laughs> just doesn't know what he's talking about. But I, I want everybody out there and everybody in Australia... And uh, anywhere else in the world, we are from America, <laughs> not South America, not or North America. We're Canada. from the United States of America. <laughs> we live in Oklahoma, which is a state of the United States of America. And it's not that we don't appreciate the Blitz magazines. We, oh, we, no, re- we really do. And we actually love you guys. And we we're so, just giving you a hard we're time. We're so thankful the- of that. But it was put in there for the second time that we're the boys from Canada. <laughs> and... While I have no problem with my Canadian brothers, and my favorite country station to listen to is on iTunes. It's out of Saskatchewan, uh, Canada, Saskatchewan, Canada. And I love the Hart Wrestling Foundation from Canada, Bret Hart and all those guys. And Canadian bacon. And we love the bacon crackers that Tristan sells us. Oh, yeah. We are not from Canada. No, and the table of contents, just ignore everything that was there because they misspelled my name. <laughs> they had the wrong Twitter accounts with each one of us, said we were from Canada. They were under a timeline, deadline. I have no problem. They can say whatever they want. And that was our fault, too. We actually held them up and yeah. to the, the last second, really. Any publicity is good publicity. We're just giving you a hard time, but it was kind of funny. It's like, oh, no, what did we do? <laughs> well, the first time we understood why they maybe yeah. thought we were from Canada because we talked about Canadians a lot, but I guess I think, but but you can mistake you can mistake and say we're from Texas or Missouri. I would rather or be different... said that I'm from Canada than Texas. Wow, <laughs> you heard that, guys from Bugman's? Just saying, you heard that, fellas. <laughs> Steve yeah, hates got... Texas. Hey, we... No, do I? I don't know. No, I actually like Texas too. I like Texans. Anyways, but... uh, thank you. Once again, I know I already said it. Thank you, Blitz Magazine. Well, there will be a link on our website. It's a must-check-out magazine. Oh, it's yeah. a digital magazine. It may take a, you three months to read it, which is awesome. Like, give you so much. That's just amazing. Next person we should talk about is uh, Keith Vandenberg. Keith Vandenberg. The guy who won our contest. For the Dungeon Bowl? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Keith. And I'm going to also put this on our website. Uh, I'm probably going to save this for mid-month to actually put this on one of our, our like little blog entry things, so everybody can will have to go to the website and check this out. Keith took it upon himself. He was, I guess, so inspired by us talking about the Oklahoma Ginger Badgers. He was both inspired and bored at work. <laughs> probably more boredom <laughs> at work. But uh, he wrote this cool little write-up uh, about like a little inside story of a Ginger Badger uh, orc player and stuff getting a chance to play. And yeah. It was awesome. It was a very cool, short little story. And it's, uh, I, I, I kind of lost for words. It's kind of, you know, you make up the fluff, and it, in your mind you create these stories, and you think you're the only one that cares about it. And then when you see somebody like what Keith did, and just it take, take what I had, and then go go f- even further, and in some ways maybe better... <laughs> You know, how he expressed yeah. it, because I couldn't have wrote a story like that. And, again, the sad thing is English is his second language. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's real 
is humbling the right word or yeah, yeah. just I'm re- very appreciative of him doing so if that's a, the right term to use. Uh, both are good. Yeah. Um, it's just really cool. And I, I really appreciate that. Uh, Keith, uh, great story. I think it, I think it deserves to be like a page and, and a blog entry on our website versus just a little link here that right. you might miss. So you won't see that immediately but you will see that later in the month as a blog entry and we'll tweet out you know hey go check this out and everything else so uh keith gets the the must do credit for that do you have any other shout out steve that you wanted to talk about i've asked i've looked there's nothing out there there's not a single image of nuffle in all the fluff and all the anywhere i've looked isn't nuffle a play on the nfl yeah okay but i'm just saying so it's not really a person well what would they see it as? A, a, a douchebag who always lets you roll ones when you're trying to do well, something? the tomes were found by dwarves. So is it a dwarven god? Do other people have their own versions of Nuffle? Is no, there like he, a he's a douchebag who makes you roll one, re-roll one. Okay, yes. But <laughs> this is where everyone else gets to come in. We're oh. going to have a fun little contest. Hopefully what? fun. Okay, what's this? I want a picture of Nuffle. I know people out there can draw. I'm not one of them. Would you like him lubricated? No, no lubrication. Is that a callback from earlier in the episode? Yes. I'm calling on anyone out there who can draw or would like to put together some type of image of Nuffle. Send it to us. Can they take a picture of themselves and say, I'm Nuffle? If it looks Blood Bowl appropriate, sure. All right. So, oh, Lord Nuffle. Yes. That's the contest. What do you win? Draw a picture of Nuffle, send it to bothdownpodcast at gmail.com, or tweet it out to at Lord Nuffle, putting a hashtag of Blood Bowl so we can see it. You can now follow Lord Nuffle at Lord Nuffle on Twitter. What do you win? Well, does it matter what they win? Why would I waste my time? We're generous people. I'm sure that we can think of something. I can guarantee at least a t-shirt. Oh, see that? Now you're talking. There you go. A t-shirt that fits me? Not you. I'm a big fella. Yes. A T-shirt of appropriate size, Ooh. possibly bearing your image of Nuffle. So Ooh. make sure it's a good image. Make sure it's properly sized, and we'll see what we can do. Nice. And Can I enter? Yeah, I don't care. Wow, I'm going to beat all you suckers. So you better draw well to beat Scott. And as to when I'll announce the winner, you have until Chaos Cup. I figure that's about a month and a half. Give people plenty of time. And then Chaos Cup is the last time I will take the entries. The entries, okay. And we'll tweet out while we're at at Chaos Cup, who wins. So before round one, there'll be a tweet if you follow us. I don't know about before round one, but sometime that weekend. Okay. I'll try. So that means the deadline is like September September 14th. 14th, Something like that, yeah. Probably safe to get it in before then, though. Oh, yeah. The sooner the better. Um. Speaking of contests, I'd also like to give a shout-out and a thank you to the guys over at Zlurpcast. If you listen to their podcast, you know they had an apparel contest, and that was won by me. Boom! I won. What'd you win? I won a, a field from FF Fields. That I thought has the like, Scott Campbell won. <laughs> Scott Campbell did win, uh, but I won. Scott Prime. Scott won, and I get a FF field of, I guess, Slurpee Bowl. Yeah, Slurpee Bowl prize pack 
and for some pictures I sent in. So I'm very happy, and I would like to actually say thank you to those guys for selecting me as the winner. I won. Boom! Yes, if you listen to the Slipcast, um, Scott's name is Scott Delcine. My Dude. name is Steve Campbell. Great. So now we have the stalkers that are going to – now they know we're from Oklahoma. Really? You think they can spell? Uh, maybe not. Yeah. And uh, – I'm actually proud of Johnny, Johnny yeah. P. He actually said my name right. He pronounced it correctly. Yeah, he did. Thank you, Johnny P. I think that's it. Just want to make sure you guys, as, as we leave you – uh, don't forget there's other uh, Blood Bowl podcasts out there. Let's continue to grow this community. Right, because now there's one less. We need more. There is one less. So no matter what, we are the third best show. That Speaking of that, you might see our podcast slowly start to shift towards the middle of the month. Yeah, we're thinking, um, if you have actually, I'm glad you brought this up, even though this is continuing the episode probably longer than it should be uh we try to generally get out our episode between the first and the 12th usually the 12th is our guaranteed last day that you know i want to make sure it's out there by but we're actually thinking about giving it a firm date of maybe the 15th if uh sure tackle zone doesn't return um actually i would like to know your thoughts does a firm date matter to you as a podcast listener or is a general time, you know, the first week of every month, you know, there's a both down coming. Yeah. Um, we're used to, at least I am, about half the podcasts I listen to have a firm date and the other ones have a soft, kind of date. Some, a soft date. So if that does matter, we'd like to hear your feedback. And to everybody that's sent in uh, an email saying thanks for the show or whatever, we totally appreciate that too. We've, uh, you don't know how one letter really inspires you to keep, you know, moving on. I always assume that one letter for every thousand people that listen. Well, then we'll so we have at least 1,000 people that listen. Uh, we don't. <laughs> we actually are getting uh, – we're still getting good numbers on listeners, but we're getting good you know, numbers on feedback too. Oh, yeah. And we, we really do appreciate that, and that really just uh, gives why us we do it to keep going. Yeah, We so. don't do it to hear ourselves thought, talk. Even though that's what it seems like. Although it does seem like that today. We're going to wrap this up. Go and we will see us, you uh, next month. Oh, okay. What? Wasn't those okay? Fine. Say it. I was just going to remind them to go to uh, bothdown.com. Catch us on iTunes. Get leave us a review. Uh, rate the show. It's also over at bothdown on the iTunes. And uh, catch us on blah uh, blah blah blah. Shut catch up. us on Twitter. I'm out. See you. Peace. See you next month. Ginger badge. You don't care. Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by CouchPirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. Dashing and daring, courageous and caring, faithful and friendly with stories to share. All through the forest they sing out in chorus, marching along as their song fills the air. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Along with the secret of gummy berry juice The legend is growing, they take pride in knowing